0: Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out an unfailing treasure in heaven where thieves do not come near and where moths cannot destroy. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. blessed are those slaves but know this if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming he wouldn't have let his house be broken into you also should be ready for the son of man is coming at an unexpected hour the gospel of the lord this might go down as the biggest stretch or at least the silliest sermon illustration yet. It worked at first service. But Kristen Anderson reminded me over drinks the other night about the 90s sitcom, Will and Grace. And then she told me to listen to a podcast about the impact that that show had on our country and our culture back in the 90s. So when I was still wrestling and wondering and stewing about this morning's gospel story and trying to make some kind of serious sense of it, I had the show on the brain. If you haven't seen it, or if you don't remember it, all you need to know is that Jack McFarland is a diehard Share fan, so much so that he has recently acquired a collectible Barbie-type Cher doll, and he carries it with him wherever he goes. He also prides himself on his ability to impersonate his idol. And then, with his Cher doll sitting next to him at dinner, this happens. You know, dude, it is a little weird that you're talking to my doll. (laughs) Um, I don't think I need a drag queen to define normal behavior. (laughs) But I will say this. The look is flawless. (laughs) Whatever. Ooh, working the attitude. Okay, you're good. I've had a lot of practice. Hey, hey, hey. You're not that great, Mr. Sister. I do a better share than you. You think so? (laughs) Actually, it's... You think so? Ho! Are you kidding me with this? Okay, the hand is perfect, but it's more... Are you kidding me with this? (laughs) Ho! get a life <laughs> We will come back to will and grace and jack and share in a minute i'm going to try to connect those dots for you though first the gospel this morning's gospel follows right after where we left off last week with more of jesus encouragement and command really to give our things and our money and our stuff away and i latched on to the first statement from this morning's gospel do not be afraid for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I that's on to that because the rest of the passage seemed like a pretty long to-do list. Sell your possessions. Give alms. Make purses that don't wear out. Be dressed for action. Have your lamps lit. Do this. Do that. Know this. Be ready at all costs. And I'm not great about to-do lists when they come from somebody else, especially. Just ask my wife. I can have my own list of plenty of things to do, and I keep them, one on my computer, one on my phone, one on Post-it notes all over my desk. But as soon as someone else makes a suggestion or adds something to my list of things to do that doesn't line up with my plans, I get stubborn Pretty quickly, and I'm not necessarily proud of this. It's not one of my better qualities, it just is. Krista will be glad to tell you more. Truth be told, Jesus' to-do list doesn't always line up with mine. And I'm guessing it doesn't always line up with your list of things to do at every turn either. Sell your possessions give alms. Store up for yourselves heavenly sorts of treasures, not all of this earthly stuff like cars and houses, not clothes, not shoes, not savings accounts, 401ks, 529s, and so on and so on. And be dressed for action, he says. Have your lamps lit. Be ready for God's coming among you, live a life that would make God happy, that would make God proud enough that if God showed up at your door, you would swing it open wide with joy, show God around, and God would be so happy, so pleased, so proud of your life, so enamored by your faith that God, God's very self, would hike up his drawers, tighten his belt, pull out a chair for you, and make you a drink or serve you dinner. The to-do list at our house that I'm always behind on is too long if we know that one of you people might stop by for dinner, let alone what we'd have to accomplish if we knew Jesus was coming over, right? And this is the challenge of our life and our faith, isn't it? It's not a to-do list that includes running the vacuum or cleaning the toilets for a guest at our home. It's the to-do list of keeping our priorities straight and our actions pure, and our faith strong, so that we're living right in the eyes of God, and so that we are in keeping with our best intentions for ourselves, for our family, and for the sake of the world around us. It means doing with less, so that the least among us might have more. It means accepting God's forgiveness for our own sins and forgiving the sins of others who we rather not, perhaps. It means loving one another and our enemies. It means praying for and voting for and working for peace and justice in this world. It means living and shopping and consuming in ways that care for creation, too god's to-do list can feel long challenging overwhelming impossible even on our best days which is why i keep going back to the first line in the gospel that we heard this morning that thing he says before he gets to this long list of things to do and everything that it implies do not be afraid little flock. It is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God wants this for you. God desires this for you. Do these things, live in these ways, and see if God won't pour the blessings of heaven into your lap, not because you've earned it, not because any one of us deserves it, but because it is God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And this is how, and this is where that kingdom can be found, in your midst, right where we live. And that's the other thing, like I told the kids. Too many Christian people believe our quest for the kingdom is all and only about life after death. That that's when, that that's where we'll finally experience God's love and God's grace, God's mercy, God's justice, and God's joy. But the truth is, Jesus showed up to bring that kingdom into our midst and to show us and to inspire us to do the same. That's why I think Jesus is kind of messing with his followers in this morning's story when he says that they should be ready, that they should be alert, that they should be dressed and ready for action because the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. I think he's messing with them when he says that because He is the Son of Man. And he's standing in their midst already, like Cher in the middle of a Manhattan restaurant. And he's coming at an unexpected hour because he's already there. They just refuse to see it or to believe that it could possibly be true. And just like Jack McFarland with Cher, they, we, think we can do better. Think that we know better. Think that our ways of selfishness and self preservation, that our worldly to do lists are more important and more life giving than God's call and God's command to sacrifice, generosity, love of the other, and all the rest. It is the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And that kingdom is already alive and well and among and around and accessible to us. It's not only something we're waiting for at the end of time or on the other side of heaven when we meet our maker. So Jesus' invitation today is to live in ways that allow us to experience and to share the kingdom of God right where we are. And if you want to see yourself some kingdom, if you want to experience for yourself what the kingdom of God is like, if you want to share a little bit of that kingdom with somebody else in your life, be generous with your money, with your things, with your stuff in ways that surprise even you, and you'll get a glimpse of the kingdom. Sacrifice something for somebody who needs it more than you, and you will experience a share in some measure of God's kingdom on earth. Seek out the least of these and give them a hand and God's kingdom will be among you. Forgive that someone who makes your blood pressure rise whenever they cross your mind and you will experience a kingdom kind of peace that passes all understanding. Start a conversation with somebody who looks or who lives or who believes differently than you do, and God's kingdom will be at your fingertips. Send a note to someone who'd be surprised they were even on your radar, let alone in your prayers, and God's kingdom will be in your midst and in theirs too. In Jesus, God stood among us and sang a song of grace and mercy and hope and love so that we could recognize and so that we could replicate that in this broken world and so that we could bring god's kingdom to bear upon everything and everybody that god has made and we are blessed and we are better when we do it that's god's promise for us we are children of god we are agents of change We are kingdom dwellers. We are ready to see, to receive, and to experience God's good pleasure for our benefit and for the blessing of this world. Amen.